0: Today we're going to start taking a look at the subject of the Bible, especially in regards to its inspiration and its preservation. Um, The purpose will be to look at the canon of Scripture, Uh, and the canon means all 66 books of both the Old and the New Testament. Uh, We're going to take a look at what Revelation is. We're going to take a look at the different types of Revelation. We're gonna discuss inspiration and different views of inspiration and even proofs of inspiration. And then we're gonna talk about the inerrancy of the scriptures, whether or not there are errors in scripture and then canonization, how the 66 books came to be in the printed copy of the Bible that you and I have today. Um, So the purpose will be to look at the canon of scripture In regards to not only its inspiration, but also its preservation, because I believe the two go hand in hand. What's the point of inspiration if it's not preserved? Um, This is with the understanding that it's important to make a study of the scriptures as they are the central um, component of our Christian faith. Everything I know about the living word, Jesus Christ, is found in the written word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Christianity rises and falls, falls not only on the inspiration of Scripture, but God's ability to preserve them for future generations. So we're going to take a look at the issues of inspiration and preservation. Now before we can discuss the issue of inspiration, the issue of revelation has to be addressed because it comes first in the sequence of events. The issue of inspiration mainly deals with how revelation was transmitted. So in general, the word revelation speaks of a disclosing of information that could not have been known otherwise. So revelation is a disclosing of information that could not have been known otherwise. In the scriptures, the Bible, the word speaks of God disclosing information to man that he otherwise would not have known. Now, in Revelation, there are two types of Revelation that we must look at as we proceed, and those would be general revelation and special revelation. Both of them speak of situations in which God is revealing himself to some extent. So revelation. They disclose of information that was not previously known. And it is done through general and special revelation. General revelation is by definition. It's God's disclosure of himself through nature. It's God's disclosure of himself through nature. And most would agree that <clears throat> there's basically a, how would I say it, Uh, this revelation uh, comes through nature, it comes through conscience, and it comes through history. Let's go ahead and take a look at each of these in order. In regards to revelation coming through nature, in the book of Psalms, uh, chapter number 19, let's turn over there, and I do hope you have a copy of the Bible, the Word of God, in Psalm chapter number nineteen, in verses one through six, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath He set a tabernacle for the sun which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a what race he is going forth in his end of heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat there. So we see revelation, general revelation, God's disclosure, disclosure of himself through nature. In Psalm chapter number 19, the heavens declare, the heavens shout the glory of God. No man looks up, not unless he's been educated, (laughs) and says, this just accidentally happened. Man throughout the ages looks at nature and automatically attributes it to something bigger than himself. That is general revelation through nature. And then we also have general revelation through conscience. Now, the word conscience is the word cone, which means with science. And the word science means knowledge. In other words, God has placed it within man to just know. So not only does nature scream, there's a God but our conscience does the same in revelation chapter two and verse number 14, for when the Gentiles, which have not the law, in other words, the Gentiles did not receive the Mosaic law. They were not there in the old Testament. When Moses came down with the commandments and all of the other types of law, um, ceremonial law, uh, the moral, the moral law, they, they didn't receive The law. They were not present. It was given to the children of Israel exiting out of Egypt. So the Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature, the things that are contained in the law. And more specifically, I think he's referring to the moral law. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not bear false witness. They do by nature, the things contained in the law. In other words, they just know. They are born with a knowledge that it's not right to steal. They're born with a knowledge that it's not right to kill or to, or to lie or to commit adultery or to covet another man's things or another man's wife. Okay. They have not the law, but they become a law unto themselves. In other words, their conscience is bearing witness with them, even though they have never actually read the Ten Commandments, which show the work of the law written in their hearts and their conscience will bear witness and their thoughts, the meanwhile, will accuse or excuse them man is born with an innate knowledge of right and wrong that is general revelation the nature nature gives general revelation our conscience gives general revelation and even history gives a general revelation of God In Deuteronomy chapter number 28 and verse number nine, the Lord shall establish you a holy people unto himself as as he has sworn to you. If you will keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways and all the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. As we look back and we see what God has done historically, we can see the fingerprints of God. The word history is his story. We can look back and see God's hand, especially in the lives of the Jewish people. So general revelation is God's disclosure of himself in nature. God's disclosure of himself in our conscience, God's disclosure of himself in history. You know, the Bible tells us two things about general, general revelation. First, it is seen by all men. All men see general revelation. Barnabas and Paul ask, why are you doing these things? We are also men of the same nature as you and preach the gospel to you that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In the generations gone by, he permitted all nations to go their own ways, yet he did not leave himself without a witness. God has left himself with a witness that we call General Revelation in nature, in conscience, and in history. And the result is that man is without excuse because God has revealed himself through general revelation. Paul said in Romans 1 20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen and understood from what has been made so that men are are without excuse. Man has a natural knowledge of God that is a basis for divine judgment. God has revealed enough of himself through nature, through conscience, through history, that man stands without excuse. Next time we'll talk about special revelation. God bless you. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you wants the best for you. Working all things out for your good.